0: Welcome in to In Focus on News Radio KMAN. Today on the program, we're going to get an update uh, from Manhattan Ogden Schools, Manhattan Fire Department, and downtown Manhattan a little bit later on. We will start first with the schools, though. As we uh, turn the calendar, the, it's officially summer vacation for the USD three School District, and we have a school board meeting tonight at 630 at the Robinson Education Center. Uh, joining us on the program today, Superintendent Dr. Marvin Wade. Good morning, sir. Good morning,
1: Brandon.
0: And we've also got Board Vice President Daryl Eady. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Brandon. Good, good to talk to both of you here on this uh, first day of June. We're getting uh, to the end of the fiscal year here for the school year, and uh, we'll have. This is kind of the odd month because you have a meeting at the beginning of the month, June 1st, and then uh, right at the tail end of the month.
2: Well, there's budget transfers and things we have to do for the state and stuff at the very end, and that's why we uh, we spread it out so much at the in june
1: yeah Yeah. our our calendar goes july 1 to june 30th so we're we're working now to get all those things wrapped up from this current year and then we turn right around the next week at our july i think it's july 6th board meeting and start off the new year yeah
0: it's it's crazy how quickly that goes by and uh here we go we're uh, right into summer i thought i'd maybe start with the the announcements here today because there's a lot of uh Good stuff happening this summer. And Daryl, do you want to take that?
2: Sure, I can take those. Um, yeah, our, many of our summer programs are beginning this week. Uh, some of our STEM programs and others that, uh, you know, people think, okay, our, it's summer, schools are closed. Not at all. Uh, we have a lot of projects, a lot of classes, driver's ed, uh, special catch-up uh, education classes going on this summer. And a lot of those are already starting. Uh, also, we have our free summer meals for all children, ages 1 to 18, being next Monday, June six, and they run through July 22nd. Uh, they are Monday through Friday, and children must be present to receive a meal. Breakfast is served at 8 to 8.30 a.m., and lunch is served from 11.30 to 12.30 p.m. Uh, and this summer, the schools that will be uh, serving those is Lee Elementary, Northview Elementary, Ogden Elementary, Theodore Roosevelt Elementary, Woodrow Wilson Elementary and Marlette Elementary, along with Eisenhower Middle School and the Manhattan High School East Campus, which they usually have. Uh, And then we also want everybody to, uh, if they would, nominate a USD 383 for a celebration of service award. Uh, The nomination information is available on our website, uh, usd383.org. And those nominations will be accepted through July 1. And awards will be presented at the back to school convocation in August.
0: All right, very good. So, uh and that summer meal program is pretty popular. I remember when we had the the pandemic shutdowns; that that kept going in a kind of a different format. But uh, the community really takes advantage of that.
3: That was well, really I'm impressive sure. how
1: that worked. That that is the cars would drive up as, as you saw Brandon. The, us would drive up and there, there'd be the, our library media people there with books available for the kids and, you know, give give them books and have them get their meals and then be on their way. So really, you know, we got a, a, a lot of appreciation from people for, for the efforts that were made during that. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, Daryl, did you want to add to that?
2: Well, it
1: was, it's just really
2: important to continue giving our kids, you know, the, the meals and stuff. So, you know, people are still struggling. COVID uh, has really hit a lot of people, and a lot of issues there. And so uh, the most we can do for the community and stuff and give back, uh, the better off we are. And we use this off of a federal grant, um, you know, so that's how we're able to do it. It's not local tax money and stuff like that. It's federal funds and uh, we help give it out and, and take care of the community itself at large.
0: All right. Well, you guys mentioned the schools are busy during the summer. Lots of stuff going on. Um, We'll we'll see some other things probably happening here as uh, summer progresses, like uh, enrollment. That'll be next month, I would imagine, right?
2: Well, actually, we've already had some of the uh, kindergarten uh, roundups uh, at the end of the school year a couple weeks ago to kind of give us an idea of what the kindergarten classrooms are going to look like. And then, yeah, enrollment starts. I believe it's just after the first of July. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, good. Good deal. Well, lots. Lots been going on here uh, in the news lately. We we saw, of course, the the tragic uh, situation that happened in in Texas that no one ever wants to see. And uh, you know, I, I thought it might be a good opportunity here uh, for the, the school district to kind of talk about security uh, efforts here to protect children in in the schools locally, uh, because I know uh, that is a a constant uh, thing here, a focus here for the school district. Dr. Wade, do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Boy, um, that's such a a wide open topic. We've got, uh, we obviously take it very seriously, and we do that on on a number of fronts. Um, One of them would be the, the safety and security of our buildings that you know with the, the bond referendum that was passed in in 2018 and there's over nine million dollars for safety and security that was put into that bond. Uh, things like removing the outbuildings, the, the modular mobile classrooms so that students would be under one roof uh, The uh, shelters in the build adding shelters to the buildings that did not already have shelters. Uh, the the entrance exit points with the buildings being safe and secure, uh the the monitoring cameras a lot and, and a lot of behind the scenes things we don't necessarily we don't talk about publicly because uh, we don't need that information out there, but you know, it's a constant um, area we focus on you know one of the things on our agenda tonight is the uh, cyber security, another aspect of that that there's the, uh, Endpoint detection purchase for keeping p- people safe uh, with with our devices. Uh, there's the training of staff. You know what to look for, uh, what to do. We, we've had uh, de-escalation training this last week for administrators. We continue that kind of training with staff about you know how do you avoid the situations that cause cause a situation to get worse. How do you diffuse that situation? How do you call for help in a subtle way so that people can help in responding? We've got great working relationships with our our law enforcement uh, and our school resource officers. uh, Just just a lot of things that, that are, boy, we know it's there. We continue to focus on it. We've got the huge, I was just thinking, Dar- you know, Daryl's been involved in this, and you have too, Brandon, with the, the big training, the exercise that goes on in the summer for uh, first responders. Uh, it's just so impressive how everybody works together so that we have these plans in place. and just things like having the exterior, the, the no- doors numbered. So individuals know, you know, when we say something happened, well, which door was it? Well, it's the one on the southwest side. Well, now we have numbers for those kind of things. Uh, just up there, I could go on and on and on about it, but we continue to uh, look at what we have in place, what is out there that we don't have that we should have. How do we help everybody feel safe and secure in our schools? And you know, again, that the incidents that happened in Texas recently you know, when you, you look at that somebody propped the door open and, you know, we just continue to have those conversations about why we can't do those kind of things, even though it might be a con, an inconvenience at time to have the doors locked and to monitor who comes and goes, or for training people that, you know, if you see somebody in the hallway, don't hesitate. You don't have to go up and say, what are you doing here? But you can approach them and say, you know, can I help you find what you're, where you're looking for, uh, to watch who's coming to go. Just, just a lot of things there that, that Uh, We continue, unfortunately, to see these circumstances where uh, tragic events are happening all across the country. Daryl, I know you have have comments to add, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah.
2: Well, like uh, tonight, in some of the bids that we're we're approving tonight, there's uh, just over $600,000 worth of safety equipment in there for uh, entrances and stuff like that into our schools. Uh, We spent several million over the last two bond issues to make their entrances more secure, uh, more of a centralized entrance, a double gated type entrance scenario going into our schools, those type things, uh, and other special things behind the scenes that we don't talk about uh, very much that, that we have spent money on to really, I mean, the safety of our kids <laughs> is beyond important to us. Uh, so we do that. Uh, and also this, this summer program that uh, Michelle Jones works with uh, the police department, fire department, and all the others during the summer. We've been allowed to to attend those. They are very impressive. We teach police departments from the region, not just RCPD, or (laughs) they go through the exercise. We aren't teaching, I wouldn't say. And they're so emotional. I mean, you go through this whole thing. and you just don't understand the emotion that actually in this active uh, attempt of showing what an active shooter is like in your schools can be like, and then we do the uh, after uh, discussion about how things happen, how we can improve, how we do all this other type stuff, and it's just the whole thing's an amazing program, and I'm glad we've been able to do it. Uh, I've done a. a, a Theodore Roosevelt and the high school, and one of the others. And a couple of years ago, we got to do a bomb simulation because of a, a change from a hotel to a church uh, scenario. And all of those are very important and very emotional.
0: And, and they have to be and it's because. It's important for us. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Go, oh, sorry, Brandon. It's, it's important for us to go through those uh, exercises in, in part so that we understand the different roles of the different entities involved that a building administrator or district administrator, we're responsible for a lot of, of things that go on in our schools, but we're in a, an emergency situation. We abdicate that to those individuals from law enforcement who, who have the expertise in that area. So how do we, you know, part of this the exercise in July is going to be just that incident command. Who takes charge? How do, what do they do to, to continue uh, smooth communication? As we have that handoff from one entity to another, uh, the, the reunification, where do the people, where, where do families go to get together with their loved ones to find them safe? Just a, a lot of those different behind the scenes uh, details that we wanna make sure we work out ahead of time. Just, you know, in the heaven forbid uh, that we would ever be in a situation where we would have to use those, uh, those plans.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, they they have to be uh, emotional here. And I know they uh, employ the use of some some of the high school thespians to serve as actors in in a scenario uh, during certain situations, whatever the circumstance may be. But the whole idea behind these is to make sure it's as stressful as possible that uh, all of the entities working there have uh, some sort of working scenario that uh, you would actually encounter if if that ever came to be, if it was a real life situation, they try to make it as real life as possible is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, you know, it it is fascinating to, to, to watch it, to, to hear about. And, uh, it's good practice. I I really think it's, uh, something, and I know it rotates. You guys don't do it at the same building every year. You do it at the different buildings. That way you get a better perspective of each building and, uh, don't leave any of them out.
2: No, each building is different. I mean, you may have a, just one level building, you may have a multi-tier building, you may have, you know, like the high school, which has multiple areas uh, and you need to practice in all those different type things. And uh, it helps us making better policies even for the safety of our school.
1: And and we know that the first responders understand our buildings, they understand our protocols, and, and we understand some of theirs, those that we need to know. And, you know, just make sure that we have the, Know, updated information about who's the contacts, what are their phone numbers, those kind of things, so that we're again we're always prepared. And and Michelle Jones does a great job, and everybody takes it seriously with the the drills that we have during the school year. Uh, that uh, just to make sure again that, that we're ready for anything that would happen. That doesn't just happen during the summer; it happens throughout the school year. That there's the the planning and the and the uh, drills that we do.
2: Yep. Uh-huh. Also, doesn't hurt to have staff and board members who have uh, spouses that are actually on the police department. <laughs> Absolutely, that's true.
0: Absolutely. Well, good effort there, all all around, and uh, we'll be looking forward to that when it happens later this summer. We're going to take our break here on the program. Come back more with uh, Marvin Wade and Daryl Eady in a moment here on News Radio KMAN. On oh, In Focus, News Radio KMAN, Brandon Peoples with you here talking with our USD 383 officials, Superintendent Marvin Wade and Board uh, Vice President Daryl Edie, and the school board meets at 630 tonight at the Robinson Education Center, and uh, they will be getting some donations and grants or uh, reading about the uh, donations and grants tonight. How many we got, Daryl?
2: Oh, well, we got three of them. And uh, we'll start off with we have a $1,750 cash donation from the Manhattan High School Performing Arts Support Group, Incorporated to Manhattan High School for choir classroom supplies and travel. $500 cash donation from American Society of Civil Engineers to Eisenhower Middle School for future city STEM programs. A $6,000 award allocation from Greater Manhattan Community Foundation to Ogden Elementary for after school club supplies and expenses for a total of $8,250. And we always appreciate all the donations and grants we receive, very helpful.
0: Absolutely, good Good to hear that. And uh, just taking a look at uh, consent agenda items here tonight, uh, you've got a, a few of those, including the, the finalization of the school meal prices.
2: Right, uh, a lot of that is, you know, this year we're, we've lost the COVID funding for free meals for the students. And so we went back to what it was two years ago and a lot of that's driven by pricing requirements by the fed uh so we we're going back to the the pricing that was designed for that from uh, the fed uh, meal programs i think it's i forgot which program it is which grant but
1: yeah that's driven and by we know that we know that the, the breakfast the recommendation for tonight would be that the breakfast uh for students remain the same as it was prior to COVID. Uh, the the dollar sixty five for breakfast, uh, student lunches would go up to three dollars. Uh, up until now, it's been two seventy five at the elementary level, two ninety at the secondary level. So it would be three three dollars for this uh, student lunches, and then adult prices would go up. Uh, like as Daryl said, consistent with USDA figures, um, adult meals would go up from two forty to two fifty five, and adult or adult breakfast then adult lunch would go from 370 to 455. And again, that's all, we'll get that information out to people uh, more than just tonight.
0: All right. Sounds good. So slight
1: increases, but there's also a lot of costs that have been incurred, you know, in, in inflation and everything else that's going on. So this is kind of a, a, a compromise between where it probably should be and, and how much we want to put more discomfort on families.
0: Sure. All right. Well, get a couple of reports tonight as well, including uh, the health services annual report.
2: Right. The, the job our nurses do and the amount of people they see is still amazing. Uh, you know, of our 6,594 students, they see 93% of them and they give out over 1,365 medications on a constant basis. I mean, that's how many students they medicate all the time. You know whether it's diabetes or CP or any number of medications they need for all the students. Uh, it's just
1: amazing. You know, and it's amazing the work they do, and and also the report itself, the data they collect and report to the board is is I, I just it it's really commendable how well they keep track of of what it is they do and for whom.
2: Well, the high school still leads the, the way with the amount of visits. They had twenty one thousand one hundred and ninety nine nurse visits.
0: That's a lot of visits. No kidding. <laughs> right, and, you know, and, and go ahead.
1: Well, when you look at the, if you look at the um, different health conditions too, uh, my gosh, I mean, in a way anything from the food allergies to Caesar disorders, uh, cardiac conditions, cancer. And they deal with a, a full spe- spectrum of of physical conditions there. Uh, just, you know, again, we always say that they just do an outstanding job and they just show it over and over again. Yeah. And then you add on all the things they did with COVID on top of that. So it's, they've been under a lot of stress.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. It would be interesting to hear that report. There's also uh, Paula Haug will be presenting the professional learning and uh, collaboration annual report. What does this uh, involve?
2: Well, there's a couple parts of it. You know, teachers need some time to work together and plan uh, the projects and stuff they have going on. I mean, that's a piece of it. The collaboration time actually kind of goes to uh, how to help each individual student's uh, they work across you know teachers rarely have the opportunity to sit there with their neighbor across the way who's also teaching say fourth grade and find out what's working what's not working with that grade level of, of education and, uh, and then also be able to create reports that come back up to even us that what they need to help them uh, reach some of these kids and stuff like that to better improve the education. Process So a lot of it is how to better reach each group of of kids. Uh, Some of the collaborations, also the um, talking to the music teacher, the gym teacher, the art teacher, you know, all those other types of teachers to find out what actually might be hitting and helping this kid really excel. You know, what can I do to actually make this kid get it? You know and move forward and that's what a lot of the collaboration time is is, is how to better hit and reach the, the kids and make them a better student
1: and it, it goes beyond what you used to always think of as in-service days you have so many days oh, yeah. a year where you do training for the staff well there's a lot more to it now as daryl was saying with there's the collaboration time there's there's individual plans sometimes there's uh, videos they can watch, there's remote learning they can engage in. So there's individual plans, there's like professional learning uh, based on their content area, there's there's training that's aligned to our strategic framework, whether it's personalized learning, early literacy, uh, social emotional learning, the safety and security we talked about earlier. All of those are, are areas that are, are really well defined in the plans of the district for professional learning and also just Uh, the the collaboration.
0: All right. I know we're running short on time here, but uh, just let you quickly uh, run down new business if you want Uh, some of the items we haven't highlighted here so far.
1: Well,
2: probably the big thing is the uh, awarding of the uh, contracts for the new gyms and um, the last of our storm shelters, I believe it's the last two that we'll be awarding tonight. Uh, So we'll all at least be storm shelter safe in all of our schools.
1: Hallelujah! Finally, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. There's the storm shelters, and as we were talking about earlier, there's you know there's electronic access that's being included in the plans. And uh, talking about the guaranteed maximum price on these projects, and, and they are uh, we we keep track of the funds that are coming in and being spent, and we do really watch the interest that's been earned and how we can use that money so that uh, we make sure that we continue to honor, you know, we think of it as promises made, promises kept in the bond issue. Make sure that we continue to do that. And and that's a, a forefront of what we do with these projects.
2: All right. And we have some updated fire alarm systems, things like that going in as well. Just again, trying to make our schools as safe and as we can for all of our kids.
0: All right. Again, the school board meets at 630 tonight at the Robinson Education Center. You can uh, go then Be part of your community and uh, attend in person, or you can, uh, of course, watch those online as well. Uh, Dr. Wade, always good to talk to you. Daryl, good to talk to you as well.
1: Thanks, Brandon. It's been great. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Daryl. Thanks,
0: Dr. Wade. Stay tuned. We'll hear from the Manhattan Fire Department. Jason Hudson joins us next here on K-Man. We are back here on In Focus on News Radio KMAN, and our next segment here features the Manhattan Fire Department. Joining us here this morning, we have Battalion Chief Jason Hudson joining us. Good morning, sir.
4: Good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. It's uh definitely a great day outside. Absolutely. Day for training.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's <laughs> there's uh a lot of that going on. It sounds like you guys have been
4: pretty busy this past month. We sure have. Uh I have a few things that have been going on. Uh the first one that I was gonna talk about was our Officer One class that we just uh put on hosted here at the Manhattan fire department uh we had five of our individuals kind of our younger folks uh it's their first introduction into leadership a formal class on leadership and how to be an officer so uh that really enables our people to uh get a jump start get in get get in early on how to be a leader uh you know not just leading people but managing uh budgets and uh things like that so It's great thing for our people. And then we had several that were from outside agencies, agencies visiting uh, that were also in the class. We had some uh, firefighters from Topeka and Emporia uh, area. So that's good to get other other agencies in on the classes and uh, allows for us to collaborate with our regional partners. earlier in the month we did some water rescue training on the kansas river i don't know if anyone saw that right under the viaduct Uh, so you probably drove over it and didn't even see it happen unless you saw a boat out on the water but uh that's a great great class uh prepares us for any any kayakers or anything that are stranded in the water Uh, we can get to them quickly uh we've really increased our capability in water rescue over the past five to ten years so uh we've, we've pulled quite a few people out of the river uh, and I always want to plug that You need to be out. If you're going to be out on that river, it needs, you need to have a life jacket and you know, know that the water is still very cold uh, and be prepared for that. But anyway, we are very capable, uh, in our ability to rescue folks on the Kansas river, uh, and surrounding bodies of water. Do you guys, yeah, are- so that was really good training and a lot of fun. We even put our rescue dog on it. So, uh, We put a person out in the woods that was down the river, and we took the dog down the river and then deployed the search dog and and found the the assimilated victim.
0: Do you guys ever, and I know Riley and Potawatomi probably get called sometimes, but Tuttle Creek, do you guys ever have to respond up there?
4: Sure. Yes, we have responded out there many times, uh, especially this time of year what people don't realize is just how cold that water is. And uh, you get out there and out in the middle, the wind will blow you out in the middle of the lake. And uh, if you get out of that boat, you have real problems. So uh, we always stress life jackets and uh, make sure you know uh, that you've been trained for it. You know, you have the proper equipment for it. So, Uh, but yes, we respond out there in conjunction with our regional agencies uh, for real rescues. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah, that's a good reminder too. It, the water is cold, just because it's been a little bit warmer here as of late. We've had a lot of rain, so that's obviously going right. to cool it off.
4: Yeah, it, it takes a couple months, you know, into the summer to get that water temperature up. So, you spend any amount of time in there, you lose your ability to swim and to think properly. So, uh, always, always be safe out there. Right. Uh, and that kind of leads me to my next thing. Uh, we're doing our annual swim test for our firefighters. So, if they want to be on the water rescue team, uh, we go to the pool, city pool. Uh, you have to do a 300-meter swim uh, without stopping, which is six trips. Uh, then you have to immediately do a 10-minute tread uh, in the deep end of the pool, uh, which that's a long 10 minutes, trust me. <laughs> and then then you have to swim against the current in the lazy river, and we put some obstacles out there uh, and do a defensive swim. So in case something bad happens, you end up taking a trip unplanned down the river, you know how to... Ferry yourself over to the shore uh, and deal with any obstacles that are in the way. That seems
0: very difficult. Uh, I I think it'd be very enjoyable to watch.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's actually a great day to be at the pool. Um, It is, it is, I enjoy it. It's a great workout and it's a lot of fun. Uh, And then of course, there's a whole competition piece that goes with that. So we make it a good time.
0: Cool.
4: Um, Right now we have our six week academy going on. We just started our third week yesterday, getting back from Memorial Weekend. Uh, we have eight new folks. We have three full timers and five student firefighters for our student firefighter program. Uh, and this week, yesterday, they did some extrication training. So, uh, an overview. They actually cut up. We have a bunch of cars. If you drive past our fire station, headquarters fire station, you'll see a lot of cars parked on our uh, on our training pad that are now completely destroyed. Uh, that were donated to us. Uh, so they got all day on that. Um, today they're doing ladders. How to Uh, deploy our ground ladders, and then uh, the next two days, uh, Thursday, Friday, we'll be doing all of our hose training. And then that all comes together uh, the last week uh, of the six weeks. So kind of bring all these things that they've learned over the uh, previous five weeks and that last week. uh, It's a good good time to uh, review all of that uh, in actual scenarios. That's awesome. So is the training, uh, obviously for the, for the
0: new folks, but do you, uh, you have retraining too, for the folks who've been there for a while?
4: Always. Uh, you know, we just did our driver promotional testing and that's, uh, a great time for people to learn how to not only drive fire trucks for our new people, but it gets all the guys that have been on guys and girls that have been on, uh, for a while, uh, to review and crack open our, you know, our rules and regulations and make sure we're, we're, uh, operating by the book and safely. Uh, and, and like you said, it's a great review for everybody. I love promotional testing. Um, it's great up and down the chain of command. Makes everybody uh, revisit, make sure we don't have any bad habits forming. Uh, we're doing things really well. All right. we,
0: we, in the previous segments here, we were talking about uh, you know how important it is to train for uh, active violence, uh, safety. Yes. And, uh, given what happened in Texas last week, that's always important. And I know it won't be too long before that's happening
4: again here in Manhattan. That's right. In July, we'll be, uh, working with all of our partners, uh, in the, in the region, law enforcement, EMS school district, uh, fire, various fire departments, uh, coming together, uh, and, God forbid anything like that happen. I think we're really trained well to do that. Uh, We can respond very fastly, very fast, uh, in any event, uh, to get in and save save lives. It's, uh, we know the risks that are out there, we've mitigated those risks. uh, So that if that call comes, which I hope it it never does, uh, we are definitely ready to respond to that extremely fast.
0: Can you talk about the the aspect of that training, uh, the reason why we want it to be such a ramped up emotional event? Kind of how that helps you guys in the training process.
4: That's right. So anytime we do training, we want it to be more stressful than the actual event. So um, kind of similar to what the military does. So that uh, when you are actually faced with a real emergency situation, uh, you have uh, all the training that you've needed, um, and that you can react appropriately to the situation and quickly, safely and quickly.
0: I'll be looking forward to that. I believe I believe the school officials said it'll be at Anthony Middle School this uh, this summer. It's been a, it rotates, and there's a reason for that, and that's so that uh, you guys get familiar with each of the buildings, everybody that's that, involved.
4: That is correct. It's great to get into schools and see them. You know, we're, we do a lot of fire drills uh, around. October time, uh, when they're actually getting back to school it, between August and October, uh, that way we get our crews in the schools and we're very familiar, especially the, the actual crews that are in that area, uh, the, in their school district, school district. So, uh, anytime we can get our folks in the schools is a good, good event for us. Excellent.
0: All right. Was there anything else as far as, uh, you had to on your list to share with us this morning?
4: I think that about covers it. We have a real busy summer ahead of us. So uh, we're very fortunate that the weather is cooperating, uh, especially for our new academy uh, personnel. So uh, we can actually get out there and train hard and not have to worry so much about the heat getting them.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, we appreciate you coming on here. We encourage people to stay safe this summer.
4: That That is right.
0: Thank you very much for having me. All right, appreciate that. Battalion Chief Jason Hudson with the Manhattan Fire Department here, our guest on In Focus. Stay tuned. We'll hear from downtown Manhattan up next on K-Man. Back here on In Focus, News Radio KMAN. And our final segment of the program today features downtown Manhattan. We have joining us here Executive Director Gina Snyder. Good morning, Gina. Good
3: morning, Brandon. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. It's first day of June. It's uh, unofficially the start of summer now, I guess, we got about twenty days left until the first day of summer, but it's uh, it's happening here.
3: It is happening, you know. I always sort of mark that when the kids end school and families start going on vacation. That just sort of says uh, summertime to me.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we're going to start with some good news here. We got you're full of good news, but this is uh, a <laughs> really good news here uh, from what you guys had uh, at the end of April. Pink up the pace, raise a lot of money.
3: Yes, well, we we raised more than ever before, so um, we're on we're on task to uh, reach our first goal. But for this year, um, we raised just under four thousand dollars for the Johnson Cancer Research Center, and um, that's about a thousand dollars more than last year. So it's um, we're really really pleased. The community's really starting to um, participate in this event. We've got just amazing sponsors that really believe in in our um local research capabilities and and are just funneling the money that way so happy to be a part of it
0: and how long has that been going on pick up the pace
3: this was our fifth year minus the uh 2020 pickup
0: okay (laughs) nice way of putting it i appreciate that (laughs) yeah um Okay, well, good good stuff there. And as we turn the calendar into June, we got a lot of neat stuff coming up, including uh, starting. I guess would be this Friday, uh, Juneteenth Art Walk starts.
3: Yes, I am so excited and thrilled to be a part of Juneteenth celebrations, and in such a um, fitting way for downtown. We um, have been working with the with uh, the Juneteenth committee in. creating this Art Walk. Uh, Most people are probably aware, I hope, that um, we have local artists that create um, whatever kind of art they want to, and then it gets auctioned off during the week-long celebration of Juneteenth. But um, this year is a little bit different because downtown businesses are going to be hosting that art in their windows and in their lobbies. And so we've put together a web page on our downtownmhk.com website where patrons can go. Um, you can hop on your phone and, and find our, our web page there, and you can follow along to learn about um, where those pieces are located, what those pieces um, mean, and who the artist was. And if you're so inclined, then on the 16th of June, You can participate in an online or live auction that is going to be held at the douglas community center
0: yeah and that's going to be a a lot of fun here and you know manhattan really does juneteenth well even before the uh official federal holiday came into existence uh last year the year before i don't remember but uh the you, you you know this you can attest you've been here a while juneteenth is really well celebrated here in the community
3: it really is. It, it really is. And I'm so excited to finally be a part of it. Um, you know we've we've long um, tried to create a, an atmosphere downtown that is representative of just absolutely everyone in the community and welcoming to everyone in the community. And this this fits so nicely with our burgeoning art scene. Um, we'll also be this really tickles me. We will be featuring uh, beginning next weekend, brand new Juneteenth flags that will be um, hung and installed from our flagpoles um, intermixed with the American flag. So um, I think that's going to be really festive and fun, and those will be up most of the month of June, too. So super happy to have that presence and just being a part of, of what Manhattan really has always had a great Juneteenth celebration.
0: Yeah. And that's great for the people that come in from outside of Manhattan and they see that and it's an educational opportunity for them, you know?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Oh, Very good. Uh, we also have, of uh, course, Third Thursdays. that came back. The uh, first one was held last month. And uh, what do you got coming up in June?
3: We have uh, some really fun stuff going on in June. We have a, a new feature. Um, this is brought to us by United Bank & Trust, which is a bank here, new bank downtown. And they've really um, gotten on board as downtown partners and just... They love art and they've sponsored all kinds of really cool things for people of all ages. Um, But they're sponsoring the new Children's Chalk Corner during Third Thursdays. And this is no ordinary Chalk Corner. This is a mini replica of those gigantic chalk festivals that you see in large urban environments where people freehand, you know, really cool art made out of chalk. Uh, this will be um, something that the smallest child can do with stencils, all the way up to very intricate Mandela works. And then anyone who wants to do free, freehand chalk art is more than welcome. It's not just for kids, but we we want people to be aware that children are absolutely encouraged to participate. And that'll be located at Fourth and Points in the shade, so it it'll it'll. Um, Lots of sidewalk space there to do the children's chalk corner. We also, um, last month, you probably remember that in our kickoff, we had a mural to be painted by children and um, hosted by a local artist named Jen Hudson. And the kid, this was so extraordinarily popular. We thought it was going to last all five months. The kids got it almost nearly completed in this at this first third Thursday. So we are going to finish up. We'll have two murals out there. We'll have a brand new one for the kids to paint and um, we'll finish up the one uh, that we had out in May that was intended to last all of all of the third Thursdays. But it's exciting to see how much the kids really, really love that mural. And hopefully we'll find homes for both of these murals somewhere on uh, downtown buildings.
0: Awesome, well, that's neat that it's had that good of a response, and uh I guess it goes to show you how much people really appreciate uh the the art here in our community,
3: yep, we love being the the center of that, and just want to continue to grow our our art scene, looking forward to many more murals and um public art installations, so it's a good thing,
0: yeah. Well, I uh, want to also remind people to save the date here coming up on uh, June 16th for 12 Drinks of Summer.
3: Yes, so excited. Um, some might remember that we did this kickoff event in during Christmas, and it was called 12 Drinks of Christmas. Um, the idea behind both 12 Drinks of Christmas and 12 Drinks of Summer is uh, you purchase a $10 passport and that gives you access to specially designed craft cocktails available um, at downtown establishments. And the cool thing is, is if you complete that passport, you bring it back to our office and we will give you a commemorative glass. And the glass this year has been um, designed and created by local artist, Taylor Carr. You People might recognize her Her work, we have a um, RBG mural in Mural Alley that was done by her. And then also the really stunning mural that is on the chamber building was done by Taylor. And so we're thrilled to have her create this glass for 12 drinks of summer. We have super, super fun summer drinks coming for the lineup. Um, Just all kinds of really fun, fun, refreshing summer drinks.
0: That's going to be a lot lot of a... Fun here this summer, and you know I have I have some friends out of town that love to go do craft beers and visit the different places around the state. What a good opportunity! You bring your friends and family.
3: Heck yeah, yeah! Well, this is an event. It's a, it's considered a slow crawl. We've sort of uh, dubbed it a slow crawl. We don't want people to go crazy and try to drink twelve drinks in one one outing. So um, tickets go on sale June sixteenth, but the actual crawl does not. Happen until July twenty first, and it runs through August eighteenth. So you get about a month of of time to um, go around and and try these drinks. And uh, I believe there's uh, Flight Crew Coffee has a has a summer iced coffee on there. So one of them is an alcoholic drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a relatively is that a relatively new place here in town? Yes. I,
3: yes. I've, yeah.
0: I've been in there Actually, once.
3: Yeah, it's a, it been a super successful uh, venture for her. It's been extraordinarily well received in, in our community and lots of she's just busy around the clock. She's also um, the artist who painted our, our most recent mural. Um, if you haven't seen it, I was actually going to talk to you about that here next.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. For the downtown mural walk? Yeah. Okay.
3: So we have, um, enough murals now where we've, we've actually, uh, put together a page on our website, which helps you navigate your own walk. Um, so we have 10 murals downtown and they are, um, done by a wide variety of artists, mostly brought to us by Insight MHK and, and uh, I'm sure most people are aware of who Jeff Sackrider is, um. So we have put together a mural walk, which helps you stroll through downtown and uh, you can find the, the murals. Some I think most people are aware of, but there are a few out there that um, have been here for a very long time that people may not be familiar with. And then some brand new ones that just came on line up about a week ago, two weeks ago. So encouraging you all to take advantage when it's uh, warm and sunny out and not raining and windy to uh, visit downtown, take a walk, bring the kids. The murals are beautiful and and family friendly. And um, you'll get really interesting information on our website about the artist and, and what that mural means to them.
0: Maybe at some point we'll have to get a Bridget Everett mural downtown. Wouldn't that be something?
3: Right? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. I love that idea.
0: <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't. Uh, I'm not, a, I'm kind of artistically inclined or however you'd say that. So,
3: inclined or challenged?
0: The challenge. Yeah. I, I can't draw.
3: <laughs> but it, that's a great idea. You know what? I think we should just go ahead and issue that challenge. Any local artists out there that would like to um, paint a Bridget Everett Memorialized yeah. mural, give me a call.
0: All right, sounds good. Well, uh, looking forward to it. And of course, if people want to learn more about uh, any of the businesses downtown, you have a pretty nice website there, downtownmhk.com.
3: Yep, yep.
0: All right, well, Gina, anything else here this morning?
3: Nope, just want to remind everybody come out for third Thursdays. So we're really uh, growing our repertoire of, of artists and entertainers and performers it's um, actually growing every month May was very well attended we were pleasantly surprised it's usually this one of the slower months just because you know school got out the day before and parents are just trying to kind of get the summer thing going with their families so um, June is usually a really well attended it's usually one of our our bigger ones other than september and we have brand new um, musicians and artists and uh, actually offerings we have some craft made things that are going to be on display this month so um those are all listed also on our website under the third thursday tab and also if you if you you know you've been hesitating you you don't know if if you should display your art or your your talent give us a give it a try all right the website
0: all right, downtown dot com again to the website. Thank you, Gina.
3: Thank you.